Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano and I'm joined as always by Alex Miller. Mate, a huge round of Anzac footy uh, capped off, of course, today by the monster clash between the Pies and the Dons. Great way to end the round for some, not for all of us, but great game overall. I'll tell you what, it was an absolutely fantastic game for the neutrals. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it and I'm sure that anyone else who was watching would have as well. Um, yeah, really keen to get stuck into this game, Kat, and lots of talking points from the round that's, the round that's just gone. Absolutely, Alex Doherty. I know you're keen to spray some teams this week because we've had a few <laughs> sides <laughs> underperforming uh, across the first few rounds and a couple of them are going to cop it today. Yeah, look, we're usually quite a positive podcast here, Kat, um, but now, but today's episode is just... Well, we've got a little bit of positivity. There's no doubt about that. You know, we, we definitely loved everything that happened around the Anzac Day weekend. Yes. But um, we've got to give teams the the dues where it's due. And no. we also have to uh, give the teams a little bit of a leg up because uh, we see we, we see a fair bit. Um, yep. But we'll talk about the uh, the game that happened today, Cat, I reckon, because fresh, fresh off the press and, Ugh. you know, you, we, we've had to put you on suicide watch, I think, Cat, uh, <laughs> after not- uh, look, we'll discuss the game. I just want to say before we do, obviously everything that surrounds uh, Anzac Day, fantastic as always and great to see uh, the Anzacs, the Fallen Soldiers, uh, obviously recognised once again as they always are every single year for Anzac Day. Great tradition that's been going on for nearly 30 years now. It's amazing. The 28th mm. edition of the Anzac Day game this year um, and they just always do it justice. Um, great to see the the honouring of the service women, men and women past and present. Um Really well done, and Darcy Moore at the end of the game, Miller as well, gave a brilliant speech, probably the best I've ever heard at Anzac Day, so definitely should be proud of uh, how he handled himself in that. Absolutely, yep, yeah, great call, Cat, and with the amazing leaders that have come before him from both sides of the clubs, um, it's quite a testament to him what you've said there, and I agree 100%, and it's a great day, it's it's not about the footy, it's about you know these people that have given their, not even their lives, but their world and their everything to make sure that... We can enjoy the footy and enjoy everyday life. And um, well done to everyone that got around the dawn services this morning and any other services today and um, all the family connections. It's just the beautiful thing about sport, Doc, is what it can do to the great country that we live in. One of, one of, the, one of the best days on the home and away calendar, bar yep. none, I think. It probably is up there along with the showdown, potentially the derby as well. Yep. Um, just every time these two teams play, you know, it doesn't matter where they are on the ladder, you usually get a pretty decent contest and you know this one was no exception and before I go into the before I go into the game I just actually want to say on air I've said it over the last couple of days but the New Zealand national anthem completely shits all over <laughs> the Australian national anthem like yeah. it, it it is a bloody beautiful banger so I'm right there listen. with you doc it bloody humbles us every single year uh, when yeah. they roll it out and the uh the woman who performed it today I thought did a fantastic job of it too so um, definitely helps to extra measure to absolutely ruin our national anthem. Yeah, I, I know. You can call me un Australian all you like, but I've lived here for nearly 30 years, so suck on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, Let's talk about the footy, the game itself. The um, oh. I'm still reeling <laughs> from the result, boys. And anyone who knows me and has listened to this podcast uh, for as long as we've been doing it knows that I, I live and die by my bombers. <laughs> and. God, it was bloody hard to watch that last quarter. Um, you know, reflecting on the game, it's only been a few hours since the final siren, but I'm, I'm proud of the first three quarters, Miller, how hard we, we fought. The third quarter in particular, uh, that's as outplayed as I've seen Collingwood get outside of the Brisbane game uh, in a quarter this season. 
Uh, I'm very, very proud of what we managed to do. Um, I thought our run looked so much better. Our pressure was probably the biggest factor for me. They couldn't get a clean disposal away, and we really managed to shut down um, how fast they moved the ball through the corridor through our own pressure and locking the ball, and which was something I wanted to see us do. That was a huge tick for mine. Absolutely. I think the runoff halfback was exceptional, Kat, and I think with what that, um, you know, with Merritt being out, Andy McGrath had to step up in more ways than just his on-field performance, and I thought his leadership was really impressive, and we, we spoke a fair bit about Andy last week, but I, I thought he really stuck fat to the game plan that's worked all year, and yeah, I was really impressed with, with, with a lot of the boys for a lot of the game. I thought Redmond did a really good job. Um, I thought Nick Martin had a really sensational first half. Kyle mm. Langford again. I mean, what more can be said about this guy? I, I think he still is, Doc, particularly while Peter writes out, he's their most dangerous forward, I think, for the Dons. Oh, yeah, 100% he is because he's just a, like he's one of those guys, natural forward. We saw it with Noah Cumberland in the first quarter last night as well, a, a guy that just knows where to be at the right time, and Carl Langford is just one of those guys. Why is he starting in the back line is what <laughs> I ask you both. I'd, I'd start with you, Doc, and go to you, Cat. Oh, I, I don't really understand. Me personally, just my two cents, I, I don't understand it. I don't think it works. Um, and for me... If he is going to play forward anyway, which he has every time he started in defence, it's sort of just a bit pointless in, in many respects. Yeah, I don't, I don't quite understand it either, to be honest. I, I think it seems to be part of the whole ver- versatility mantra that a lot of coaches seem to be jumping on board now. Um, mm. And and sometimes it works. We see we see it with a lot of different players and a lot of different teams that you know players can play multiple roles, but I, I just don't see it with Kyle Langford. Um, so yeah, that that's I, I, it. Just leaves me completely. You know, mind-boggling to say the least. And I just want to—I just want to say as well on on Andy McGrath Miller. I thought his job on Bobby Hill today was outstanding. Mm. Uh, it, we we talk about Bobby Hill being a being one of the the, the better trade finds over the, over the start of the season. He's been very dangerous. He's been very good at mm. ground level. But I think the way that Andrew McGrath and we talked about a couple—I think it was last week Miller—that that he's just a that he's transforming himself into the consummate professional, being asked to do whatever job. He wants to like he's been given by Brad Scott and he's done it, you know, nine times out of ten. I re- I'd reckon. Yeah, I, I reckon yeah. he's been on the Sonic Games. Cat, he's been uh, he's been getting quicker, Andy McGrath. I reckon. Uh, yeah, he, he looked he looked good today, Andy. Uh, moving off half back, I think the whole back line did a really good job for the majority of the game. Um, matchup wise, you know, Myocek had absolutely no influence in it, and BZT did a fantastic job mm. running with him all day. McCreary had a really good game, but I thought he was pretty kept out of it in patches. Um, I saw Kelly rotating around most of the most of the pies. Uh, did a good job really. on Elliot, Cat. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was on him for the better part of the first two quarters or the first three or something. Um, so I was, I was happy with the effort of the back line. Um, but we talked about leadership before, boys, and I think last quarter was where it really showed that we were missing merit. Um, it didn't look like anyone was calling the shots out there in that last quarter. Things weren't going the way in the middle, and we really dropped our heads and. Uh, we didn't bring that same level of intensity and pressure that mm. was evident in the first half, and especially in that third quarter, Doc, as I mentioned, uh, that disappeared completely. And I think if you've got someone like Merritt out there, that intensity, that level stays through to the end. I thought that last quarter showed that when you know Colin would have been at the have been at this phase of the game countless times over the last mm. twelve months. Essendon got, the, I think, probably one of their first glimpses of it. You know they they got a they got a good they got a good buffer out. I think it was what was it just 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 under five goals I think it was. And the way that Collingwood pressed and the way that Collingwood got them off the turnover more often than not, 
I think that just symbolizes just how legitimate of a team Collingwood is this year. Mm. It's um, a seven goal turnaround from three quarter time to the end of the game. Yeah. So you can't count this group out. Oh, I think that what we learnt last year about this football club is that they backs against the wall, I think that they're a team doc that almost punches the hole in that wall and th- says it's not there. We we will not give up until that final siren goes. And um it's the Craig McRae, I'll tell you what, the McCafe effect. You know, the coffee's been ordered <laughs> and they're not gonna let it go cold. Uh the pies, they always get it get into the uh the laps of the operators and they they get a great job done, and I thought they were outstanding in the second half again, for yeah. sure. And a nice hot latte to the likes of Tom Mitchell and Hollywood Dacos and steel <laughs> side bottom, and away they go, Miller. Yeah. I, I said I said to you boys at three quarter time that this team loves a comeback, uh, and and they and they did it, you know, and they almost made it look so easy. Seven goals in that last quarter, and I think it goes without saying talking about the, the, the man of the hour at the moment, Hollywood Dacos. And, <laughs> Absolute deserved recipient of the the medal, Doc. He's oh. those two goals in the last quarter. When the game was there to be won, he jumped at the opportunity, and that's I, what you want to see from a guy who's literally still in his second year of football. Yeah, forty disposals for the second week in a row, and nobody's running with him. Miller. And, and, and I'm and I'm scratching my head trying to figure out why. Now I know it's a it's it's actually a it's a lot harder than 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 it sounds. I think, like. I think it's his work rate, Doc. No one yeah. runs more in that Collingwood team than Nick Dacos does. And you see yeah. him; he starts off the center, off the half back line. He's immediately getting himself into a position to receive the footy every time. They always they get that chain out of the center bounce, and Dacos is always the one receiving the footy because he's the one that McRae wants the ball in the hands of. He's one of the best kicks and decision-makers in this team already. I can yeah. see why he's the guy that's getting fed the footy. And and I, and I don't want to hear about this talk about, you know, him being a cheap-touch sort of operator and, you know, being a soft being a softie. It's got nothing had, to do with it. He had four kick-outs today, Doc, out of 40. It, 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 so. it's, it's, got nothing, it's got nothing to do with that. I think people are just now looking for an excuse to, to, to rag on the kit. And, and, and I, I don't – and I find that completely bizarre considering the mm. fact that a, he's still a teenager, and B, he's just playing out of his skin. Yeah. I uh, think... The CBAs can be deceiving as well. He's not starting in the centre bounce that much, just a six today. But like I said, he's the defender pushing up into the contest as soon as the ball is bounced. Like... Yeah, he's essentially the, the extra mid who, yeah. sweep, who sweeps in sweeps in to get the ball. And, you, and when you see him matching up on someone like Stringer today for a lot of times, Miller's no wonder he's been into the contest. He's got about oh. double the pace Jake Stringer's ever had. I tell you what, there was some... The start of the game is very funny with Jake getting stuck in there. I thought, look, you know, this could be the game plan. Maybe um, what they'll do is Scott will put Stringer in the square and try and make Nick Dacos defend, but... I saw Snelling running with him a few times as yeah, well, but I don't think Snelling's know. got the pace. He's definitely got the, the tenacity and the, the toughness, but not the pace. To go with Just him. quickly as well on Dacos, Cat, while we're talking about it, I think his offensive capabilities is something that's showing through this year. I mean, he's averaging a goal a game. He kicked two today, but when he gets it, I think one thing that sets Nick apart from all the a lot of the players in the comp is that he's looking to score or – advance the ball in an attacking position like no one, I think, in the league right now. Mm. Um, and that's why he's the, I think he's the most dangerous player. Sort so of in the- and McRae's got them playing perfectly. Yeah. You know, they're moving the ball fast. They want to attack as quickly as they possibly can. Um, and like that's how we held them well in the first half, was that pressure to when we had the ball inside – um, you know, forward 50, we didn't want to let them rebound. If if they were going to get the ball, they had to get it out the hard point. They weren't getting easy kicks out. 
which did slow their game down a lot, didn't let them play that natural style that they want to play, um, which I think teams will look at and we'll, we'll see that working and we'll try and replicate that. If we could have done it for one more quarter, we would have won. Um, so they're not infallible, the Pies, but the way they're playing at the moment, Doc, it's going to be very bloody hard to get another win against them if you're any other team in the comp. Yeah, I mean, just the way that they, the way, just the way they attack contests after contests, and they're and they're a very fit bunch, and they've proven and they've proven that over the last twelve months. Mm. So, like as far as I'm concerned, they're they're almost they're almost up there for minus the Premiership front runners, which I think is a bit of a stretch considering we're only six rounds into a you know twenty four round season. But I'm struggling to find that once their Ruckman come back in, and once they get you know guys like Nathan Murphy back in, who's a surefire best twenty two player. It's just hard to find any real weakness in this team. Even the guys that came in today, mm. you know, Trey Rusco had his had his best game. I, I, I thought Miller. He just filled that role in that Nathan Murphy has done so brilliantly over the last year. That's the best and, game I've seen Trey Rusco play. He was yeah, fantastic. Credit to Ab- him as well. Absolutely, absolutely. He 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 was just simply brilliant. He just read the play very very well. Especially because Nathan Kruger was being useless. It was good to oh. see Rusco stand up. <laughs> Geez, Nathan Kruger with two bloody, you know, failed attempts of mark of the year and Craig McCaffey said, you're done, son. Have a hot chocolate. I'd say what as well, when Will Kelly came on, made an impact on the wing, boys. I liked what that, that gave, gave a different dynamic and whatnot. But, yeah, look, I thought the Pies were really came to play. McCreary, you spoke briefly on before, Kat, he turned that fourth quarter around. His pressure, I mean, we talk about the um, the pressure acts here heavily. Doc's our expert for that. And I think McCreary brings that and then some. Just the, the influence he has on a contest is second to none. I thought Oleg Markov played his best game so far in the Pies colours. But I think some credit to other players, I would say, I thought Darcy Moore kept Collingwood yeah. – in the contest, Kat, in that first half. Yeah, just those important moments. Oh. He wasn't racking up, you know, he didn't have 15 set marks like you see someone like a, a Tom Stewart or a Jake Lever do when they're absolutely dominating the game. But important moments, he just took the heat out of it, took that mark where he needed to, cut off the play. Um, yeah, he was fantastic, more, and he has been all year long. And I'll, I'd also like to say as well, Miller, Billy Frampton. I was going to um, say. Yeah. He was elite. He, he beat these two Ruckman, which I'm going to give a roast in a minute too. But I think that Frampton <laughs> oh, was outstanding. Geez, give something to Sam Draper, Miller. I, I just <laughs> look. I, I can see. I can see. There's appeal for him as as a genuine Ruck, but I just think. He, I think a lot of people are overrating. Are you well, trying to bite off a little bit too much, Sam Draper? I think. At I, times. I, I think. Yeah. The one thing that stands out to me, just quickly on Frampton, boys, the goal: 15 touches to go along with three marks. Two of those are contested. He had more hitouts than. Both Phillips and Draper individually, of course. He had 28. Phillips and Draper had 25 each. Um, but as well, I see if I can bring it up here. He also had four clearances, uh, three clearances and four inside 50s for Hampton. So he he was elite. But, yeah, I, I'm not happy with what I saw today from from uh, the big rucks. It was a clear advantage, Cat, that I think was not capitalised. Mm. Um, obviously, I think the- we were doing it well early when we were using one of them in the mm. forward line and then that kind of fell apart. I thought Phillips was hopeless. As the game uh, went today. Yeah, Phillips did not. <laughs> compared to last week, absolute night and day. I will say, at least Draper, you know, got forward and, and looked like scoring. Mm. Um, I said it on the podcast last week, boys. I said Phillips only had one of those games in him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, God. All, <laughs> yeah. all these people were jumping up and down and uh, just happened to be against Melbourne. But if Draper wants to get to elite category, Cat, I think you can agree with this. He's got to be kicking all those goals today. 
They're all gettable and, and shots. Ta- and grabbing those touches that he tries to get out of the ruck. He, he wants to be that prime Nick Nat type where he's winning his own clearances and getting the ball out, but he just doesn't have the skills. Don't mention Nick Nat to Miller, Cat. <laughs> I said prime Nick Nat, not current Nick Nat who can't get on the park to save his life. Um, something as well, Cat, I want to ask you, obviously being the, the, the Don's man, what did you think as Hobbs as the sub? I was a bit perplexed by it given his form yeah. in the VFL has been outstanding. We're a big fan of Ben Hobbs here. I like for like for merit for mine, and I just thought it was an automatic in, and maybe you have Davies the sub. It was a weird decision. I'm not sure about it because he clearly added something when he came in. He, he was great. Four centre bounces um, just in the last quarter alone, uh, and he yeah he had a bit of spark, which the fresh legs always helps. But uh, I thought he looked good and helped the rotations through the forward line a bit when he came in too. So. Yeah, I, I, I hope he at least stays as the sub this week. I'd like to see, I don't know, I think Menzi might be someone who needs a rest. Mm. He just wasn't converting those opportunities and looked a bit shaky and not high on confidence. Um, might just need a week in the twos to get himself up to scratch and you can maybe do some rotations around with getting called well more time in the forward line or something like that. And, and Stringer, Cat, how do you view his game today? I, I was, um, I know Doc Scott, he's... Yeah, not, um, not overly impressed by what Stringer managed to do. Yeah, um, yeah he, he probably had about 10 minutes of good footy, Cat, and that was about it. Third quarter, when we were up and running, he was good, he was fantastic. Uh, second quarter, he didn't touch the ball, so I think that goes to show you... <laughs> That's his MO, mate. Uh, goes to show you t- what Jake Stringer did out there today. I'll tell you what, Wiedemann was fantastic, I thought, really presented very well up on... Mm. I think he, he was another guy that struggled when we started struggling as well. Uh, credit to him, he did get up the ground and take some marks in the fourth quarter when the ball wasn't getting to him inside 50, but... Um, yeah, I think it was a mixed bag for a lot of players today. And I, as much as it stung, um, I think two, a half a footy matching Collingwood and a one quarter absolutely blown off the park um, kind of makes up for one getting absolutely dominated by them. So, so what does the last quarter come down to, Kat? I mean, you know, seven goals, two to three behinds. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know, every, it's it's hard to pinpoint on one thing. Everything fell apart. Basic skills were off. Players weren't receiving handballs properly, let alone um, taking marks from leading targets. And yeah, yeah it, it was everything. The communication was off. The effort was off. The intensity was off. Um, which you do against a team like Collingwood, and they're going to kill you off, which they yeah. very very easily. I, I think I think it'll. I think it was all between the years after Collingwood got the first goal. Um, cat. You know, once yeah. that happened, it sort of snowballed. I said, I said to you, like the first goal, it was going to be huge in 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 the context of the game. If Essendon kicked it, they they'd probably they may have they may have just got away with it. But Collingwood kicked the first one, and then it started the snowball. Um, yeah. Just on just on the pressure axe, Miller, because we know I love good, I love yes. good pressure axe. Will, Will Snelling with thirty, uh, let all let all comers. Uh, Setterfield with twenty six didn't do much for my super coach, so he'll be getting shipped off this week. Um, and and as well, just on just on Frampton, seventy five ruck contests, and and the combination of Phillips Jeez. and Draper had, ni- had ninety. I thought he um, worked his ass off, Billy Frampton, and credit to him. I think yeah, he, he played he, an outstanding he, game. He was outstanding. Uh, oh. I just it, hard to believe that he was on the scrap heap at Adelaide. You know, just no. maybe six months er- six months earlier. I suppose a couple of other names while we're talking Pies boys. Degoe, I thought, played really well. Two goals and also 28 touches. Seven clearances are well, as well. Uh, I, I thought, thought until Dacos popped up with the goals, I thought Degoe was going to be a shoe-in for the, Absolutely. Uh, for the medal. Oh. So, and, uh, t- and Tom Mitchell, Doc, I mean, what he's done since coming to Collingwood has completely changed my perspective on him. And I like being wrong at A3 um, sometimes. 
we all we all do sometimes. sometimes wrong, but he he looks boys twenty thousand times the more impressive player in this side than he ever did in his Brownlow year, in his years at Hawthorne, even Sydney. I think that he has just completely changed into uh, a new player, and you can teach old dogs new tricks because he's got a great trick up his sleeve. I reckon. I I, th- I think with Tom Mitchell Miller, the, the the secret just comes down to just sticking to basics. You don't, yep. none of none of this running around getting a couple of extra couple of extra touches just to pat the stat sh- uh, stat sheet. I I just think he, you know you give him the job. He's all right. He he had sixteen contested possessions. That was the most of any player on the ground. Twelve grand ball gets as well, which was the most of anyone on the ground. Yeah. That was his job today, and and I thought he did a very good job of it. He's been sensational since coming across from the Pies. He's exactly. Exactly what they needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not, not not that they were short on ball winning mids anyway, but just gives them just gives them another player that so they can throw around guys like Sidebottom, who I thought played an, an excellent game as well. Dugowie and and as well, you know Nick Dacos, who throw who throws himself in there anyway, coming coming in off half back. So it just adds another dynamic to this midfield, which makes them just already uh, a ten thousand times more powerful unit. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the Dons and the Pies, boys. Let's move on to a couple of other teams we wanted to take a look at this <laughs> week. And a couple of teams that we've been very not impressed by for numerous reasons. And nice I way wanna, of putting it, Kat. I want to start with the Dockers, gentlemen. Yes. Um, you kick us off, Kat. Probably one of the most disappointing teams this year after the season they had last year. Only two wins so far to their name. One of those was a desperate claw back to get the victory over the Suns last week in Gather Round. Uh, and overall, they've been pretty disappointing um, week to week. They'd struggled even against the Eagles and they didn't have anyone on the bench. Uh, just ran over them late. It's, it's I don't really know how to gauge what's going on with Fremantle at the moment. You would think, looking at them, we know how good the midfield was last year. We know how good the back line has been. We knew it'd still be a question mark over the forward line and they still haven't been able to really get together um, for a consistent performance across a whole game. But I don't know. I thought this week some of the, some issues started to rear their head a little bit. And there's one guy I want to talk about, Miller, uh, and that is Andy Brayshaw. Oh, uh, I think his impact this year has really, really diminished yeah. to, I wouldn't say an alarming degree, but I thought this week in particular, the Dogs <laughs> midfielders looked like they outmatched Frio pretty convincingly. I think his impact on contest cat has gone down a lot, and that's where I, I'm viewing exactly where you're at. He hasn't fallen off the face of the earth. We're not saying that, and we know what Andy is capable of and how good he is winning the the players' um, best award last year, voted by the other players. So, um, yeah, look, I think it's a great point. I've got some questions, yeah, cat around around the forward line. I think that this is a team that has got. The same guys at the top of the stats every week. Saron getting his 30 plus, Brayshaw getting his 20 to 25 to 30. And these guys like Luke Ryan having 30 touches a game. Mm. You know, Luke Ryan should not be having 30 touches a game. It's great if you got him in super coach and whatnot, but he should not be, you know, your second highest ball winner. Hayden Young, you know, he's a good player, but where are these other guys standing up? You know, I've got questions over where O'Meara is at so far since he's come across. Brennan Cox started the year on fires, vanished. And I hate to say it, Doc, but I'm absolutely proven right about Luke Jackson. I think he, the money is weighing down any type of ability that he has in his pockets. He has really struggled to adapt, adapt to life in in the West. Yeah, it, it, 
He's a, it's a strange one, isn't it? I think that he's being played out of position too often. They're starting him across centre-half forward and they're starting him across as a key forward where I don't think that's his go at all. No. He, he needs to be he needs to be played he needs to be played himself around stoppages, around around a ruck contest. Well that's what I'm confused with this bullshit because they said when they were gonna get him, they were gonna play him as a midfielder. I haven't I haven't seen him in a centre bounce. So No, I I don't think I've seen him in a centre what, bounce. What's going on with that? He's uh, it, it's a it's a strange one. And and I've said and I think I think we were on the record in saying this when he got requested to go to Fremantle because Fremantle don't need don't need another ruckman. No. You know they've got they've got Sean Darcy there and Lloyd Meeky was was the um the good man before before everything all <laughs> before you know Luke Jackson came to town so it's thrown everything out of whack. Whereas meanwhile at West Coast, their number one their best ruckman at the moment is a bloke called Bailey Williams. And he's done a great job so far. He actually has been a great really game good. on the weekend. Williams he had a very he had a very good game, but. Just think about just think about it for a second. If Luke Jackson came to West Coast, Bailey Williams wouldn't be getting a game. No, a lot of it, a lot of it would just be going to Luke Jackson. And you let him go to work. You see it at Mel- you saw it at Melbourne a couple of years ago. You, you let him you let him go to the ruck work, and then his second third efforts, you know, will follow through on it. I don't see anything or any resemblance of that premiership player, Luke Jackson at Freo. And and, it's, and and the problems don't stem just there. I, I, I watched this game. I watched the game on Friday night mm. being a Bulldogs boy, and I think it's pretty clear that no, I think. A credit to the dogs for closing out the sort of the type of game Freo like to play. You, you, I, you see them play a lot of a lot of high maintenance possession footy, and that's not going to get you a big score anyway. So, like, what, what? So, first of all, what's the point of that? Um, they did it. They, they did it on the dogs last year, but I think they did a very good job in sort of pressing and not allowing them to move the ball any quicker than they than they need to. But I, I but I think it's. What it comes back to is the forward line. Your key mm. forwards at the moment are a player called Jai Amos, who is still only a baby. You know, he's mm. he's not gonna he's not gonna be the second coming of Matthew Pavlich right away. He's gonna be a gun. There's no doubt about that, though. Oh, we, he'll be we, good. We can he'll all be agree very that. Um, but I agree. I think that there's times as well. I would say, boys, um, that I've been really perplexed by J Lo, and not with the music, but with uh, what. <laughs> Music is also perplexing. It's also perplexing. But someone like Brandon Cox, Kat, I mean, he's had a tough couple of weeks since round one. Why not chuck him forward to at least, you know, give a bit of support with Tabernan not mm-hmm. there, you know, aerially or, you know, push um, Mickey Walters up into the midfield a bit. Um, I think that they've had some – even Ethan Hughes chuck him forward or something. Just give a couple of, of different options. I thought Sturt had a good crack on the weekend. Yeah, um, he was their most dangerous forward. Absolutely he was. Yeah. It's weird when you have a guy like Josh Corbett who you brought over to add a little bit of depth to the forward line and we're speaking about wanting to give the forward line a little bit of a different look and you leave him as the sub until, oh, you know, yeah. the end of the bloody game. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, He's I, a guy I, that could genuinely come into that forward line and make a bit of an impact. He was never a star at the Suns, we know that, but we know he was good for a couple of goals here and there every game and he contributes and plays his role. Well, I think as well that's spot on. Is that the guys that were playing their role last year have gone down? Just looking at some mm. of the season averages, Sarong yeah has gone up a little bit, but Brayshaw dead on his last year, H only averaging twenty touches. Will Brody slow start to the year, only nineteen touches. Amir at eighteen. He got, he got dropped a couple of weeks ago. Will Brody, he's been yeah. very dis- he's been very disappointing. He has. He's been very poor to start the season. And if you're bringing in Corey Wagner to come save the day, I mean, uh, you've got to rewatch <laughs> your superhero <laughs> movies because he's not the guy to put the cape on. 
I don't no. know. I don't know how Corey Wagner managed to bloody con himself into another another AFL list. He had a mare on the weekend, Doc. Wagner. Oh. Um, he wasn't moved. much better against the Suns either. No. <laughs> It was, no. it was worse, actually, against the Suns, and he kept his spot on the team. Yes, I, mean. I don't understand. But it's a great point, Kat. I think, as you started off with, I think there is a forward to centre, and just the mm. guys that were up last year are, are really, I mean, they're really struggling at the moment. And you called it, Kat. You said pre-season predictions. This is a team that could fall out given their yeah. run and their talent, and it uh, looks like the yeah. crystal ball, mate, has been glued to your head. And, so and, and, We're gonna and, get at least one call right, <laughs> and and and, and uh, I'm pretty sure we both we both scoffed at that thought, Miller. Because oh, we, we laughed at him. Yeah, this Freo this Freo side's a, a far better outfit than what they're producing right now, mm. and I think a little bit of that as well. It comes to it comes to the fact of the players that they had out of the team. Now we know Rory Rory Lobs, you know, okay, he's there, but he kicked 37 goals for them. He led the he led their goal kicking. He was he was actually a, a presentable option. God, they treat him like Pavlich on the weekend. Hey, and am I, am I hearing Doc say positive things about Rory Love right now? Look, look, don't don't hold your breath because yeah, <laughs> he, he, he kicked one goal three on the weekend. Kat, I tell so, you, and and still and still Abby Holmes thought you know he didn't let himself down. I think he, he <laughs> got more booze than touches. Uh, oh. I think, on Friday night. They were way too invested in him, Cat. Uh, I think given how uh, look, Rory Love isn't. A below average player. He's average and above average at times. He's not someone that you it's not like um Brayshaw's left and gone to the dogs. You know, this this is Rory Love and no disrespect to him. It's not worth beating him up twenty meters away from the play as a goal goes over your head because you've got no idea what you're doing. And um you called it last week, Doc, on the show. You said that they're already lost this game for you. They're just too invested in a guy who's actually a, a piece of seafood. Yeah, well, didn't stop me from tipping tipping Freo last week because um, I just have no confidence in my own mind. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to um, be tipping Freo very much for um, the next make, month. Make it a tough run. You know, they've got Brisbane this week at the Gabba. They'll get smashed, I reckon. They've got Hawthorne at Optus, which they should win, but then Sydney in Sydney, um, Geelong. Geelong at home, oh, no, Melbourne. Melbourne. Melbourne at the G, God. and then us. So, well, they'll beat us. Don't worry about that. But um, <laughs> a, a tough month for sure, boys, definitely. Uh, just if if you if you need an example on how to deal with a player of your own club, uh, a player who left the uh, the old club, you know the dogs against Dunkley a few weeks ago. You know they gave him a bit of a push and shove, but yeah. it was nothing nothing like oh. nothing like getting stuck into him before the well, first bounce, well, like like Alex Pierce. Well, that's what I mean. Like you look at those two different teams and the way they handled it, and Freo said we've already lost. Mentally, mentally weak. I was really disappointed with their effort uh, yeah. on the weekend, but yeah. that's only yeah. the tip of the iceberg with teams. Cat, we we got more. Oh. Yeah, well, we've been waiting to talk about this more oh. uh, throughout the season. Uh, I think we we're not going to use the word pretenders yet, boys. It's only six rounds into oh. the season. Sure, a lot more. I, 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 I don't do. know. I think I think Alex Miller sharpening that knife. He's ready to stick into it. The Carlton, Carlton Doc. Uh, <laughs> this is. This is a team that we off-air have discussed a lot about uh, in the past couple of weeks. We saw them get absolutely jumped by the Crows last week and they couldn't recover. Uh, this week, this, against the Saints, they were in the game for the first half and then after the second half, they didn't look like they were going to be doing anything of any note. Uh, their game style broke down. The forwards aren't really contributing outside of Kerno. Um, they looked like, well, they looked like a team that had been found out and a team that didn't want to play to win. 
Yeah, they're, they're, they're a strange mob, and, I, and Alex Miller's been high on the uh, the sack bossy wagon um, at the start of the year, and I think it might actually tell be you getting, what, we, getting a bit of traction now. Well, Carlton, uh, they've got a couple, another team's got a few hard games coming up, and I don't know, Miller, there could be some, some bad losses for the Blues in the next couple of weeks. Voss might not make it to the bye, Kat. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no. No, I reckon he's... All joking aside, I think he is a legitimate chance to be sacked if they don't make finals this year, which I don't think they will. And if they finish, you know, um, 14th or below or 13th and below, um, they've been found out. Uh, I'm going to say, Kat, they are a team that are just one-dimensional. It's, uh, it's Yeah, I, I want to say just quickly before you continue with that, yeah, no, sorry, a lot of the media narrative with this Carlton team has been around this forward line. You've got two common medalists in the forward line and you can't kick over 60 points uh, in a game, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But I think this week, and we've spoken about the Carlton midfield being very one-paced and very one-dimensional, oh. um, this week it's absolutely the midfield's fault. You've got yep. Cheros 39, Walsh 38, Akers 36, Cripps 34, Hewitt, 29. None of these touches are doing anything effective. No. The amount of sideways kicking they did when they are entering inside 50, they're just putting it on Kerno and Mackay's head and hoping they do something with it. What? There's no actual structured entry into this Carlton forward line at the moment. Exactly I, I, right. I would, I would also put it on the forwards as much as the midfielders. Oh, you know, I, I, I think this game, Doc. Kerno kicked 3-3. Three, three. You know, Silvani kicked 2-3. Mackay kicked 1-2. Mackay in particular, Miller, he's been... Very, he's oh. been very terrible yes. to, to start to start the year, and I, and I don't. Know, lost I don't complete he's been very, very bad at football recently. <laughs> um, look, I, I, look, I'll agree, Cap. From this game, I think this is this is another issue. I mean, they got the Brownlow medalist who, you know, shouldn't have been a Brownlow medalist. That's right. I know. You know okay. what I mean. You know, he, he's the Brownlow, and oh, I just think you summed it up perfectly, Cat. You racked off those numbers. Um, this is the thing with Carlton. All these guys get their numbers. Kurnow gets his three, Mackay gets his two. That's not enough. That's not enough to win a game. That's not enough to make finals. And mm. this is the problem with this team is that it's Mackay or Kurnow or it's Kurnow obviously first and Mackay or bust. Oh, I just there's not enough avenues for goal, Doc. I think that um, Durden and Motnop are, are doing well. I've got no knocks on them. They're trying their best. But there's no service to them. I know they're not marking players, but Durden's a good mark for his size. But there's no direct sort of entries for him. The only way they are going to score is if it's kicked at, you know, Kurnell Mackay. And um, this is a team that is, yeah, very one pace. I, I think you summed up perfectly, Kat. I'm really I, – I seriously think Voss will be sacked. I just think that there's no plan B as well. You know, if Carlton mm. get beaten out of the middle, their game plan is, oh, that's all right, we'll win the next clearance. There's no second thing. There's no put someone behind the ball. Um, Weedering's been exposed this year as well, finally, um, which is <laughs> – I've been waiting for this. Um, he was absolutely, <laughs> he was absolutely, yeah. I thought he was dreadful on the weekend, along oh. with the rest of the defence. And Jeez, you've um, had it in, you've had it in for waitering for a while, Miller. Look, I came around last year, Doc. <laughs> I thought that he he gave me something, but again, you know, he's an Australian fullback. You know, you've got two of the best key forwards in the comp, a Brownlow medalist, and um, this team, this team won't um, make the eight. We're lucky to make the top twelve. I'm still waiting on Lewis Young to be exposed, Miller. I mean, look, he's had his moments in in Navy Blue the last year and a bit, but I just don't see the appeal, and I can see why. Well, he's been exposed with ball in hand now, Doc. I think more than anything. Yeah, well, I think it it was never his biggest strength. His biggest strength was was 
aerially, and he and he's been pretty serviceable oh, in that in that yeah. regard. But just, but yeah, once he gets his hands on the ball, you're sort of like you you've got your heart in your mouth if you're a navy blue if you're a navy blue. Sport. Well, that's the thing. This this delusion that you know. Lewis Young started the, his career on fire, Cat, and you know, he's had 17 touches at 100%. Yeah, congratulations. You've kicked the ball 35 metres left and right. I mean, uh, my, my three-legged dog could do that if they had to. So, look, I, we... I think that yeah. – Yeah, sorry, Mike. No, I was just going to say, Cat, I just think there's some issues all over the shop. And I, mm. I 100% agree with you what you said this week. It's all on the midfield for mine. I, I think yeah. there's some there's, – there's no leadership in there either. I know Cripps is the captain – he speaks well and leads by example, but he doesn't say, okay, look, Hubert, you get behind this stoppage because you're a, you're a bit of a slow bugger and we need a bit of defence on this side. And um, another player we forgot, you know, Walsh, regardless of the best wingman in the comp. So they got all the names, but no idea. Do we need to see, talk, talking about Carlton's midfield, you know, they are looking very one pace at the moment. Do we need to see more guys being used oh. throughout stoppages and centre bounces? Because... The only players, the only midfielders that Carlton used in the centre bounce on the weekend were Walsh, Cripps, Chero, and Hewitt. That was it. Um, no one else, aside from when Lewis Young was going into the ruck, <laughs> no one else made an appearance in the centre bounce sentences. And I know Doherty was before he got injured, uh, which I liked. I liked seeing a bit of the Docker rotating through there. But mm. do we need to maybe see someone like Hollands or Zach Fisher or... Even, you know, Ed Kerner add a bit of toughness into that midfield or I don't know. I think there's players that are in this team at the moment, Doc, that could be rotating through a little bit more and trying to maybe mix up the structure a little bit of the midfield group just to give them someone who isn't just winning the hard contested flu but actually doing something with it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I usually like to think that teams that have a, you know, a low number of players that attend centre bounces, they're a more settled outfit. And against St Kilda was no exception. You know, Walsh Walsh was the highest midfielder in that average centre bounce attendances. You know, him, Hewitt, Cripps, Chero, they all averaged over over sixty five percent centre bounce attendances. So, I uh, I think that's a very good blend. You know, you've got toughness, you've got elegance, you've got you know players that can move the ball. Who's elegant in that? Who's elegant in that midfield there, Doc? Besides Walsh. I was going to say Walsh is the elegant. So well, okay, so if he's not Ch- getting it, Ch- Ch- Chero was drafted as a as a balanced midfielder and supposed to be a, yeah. a decent midfielder, but I don't exactly know where he's at at no. the moment. No, well, I, I yeah, you I, say I think... you say that with Walsh stock, but two hundred forty nine meters gain and three inside fifties on the weekend for Walsh is not enough from a guy that you want to be using the ball by foot. Yeah, and nineteen kicks, nineteen handballs. So I'm not quite. Sure. Is he was he kicking the ball, you know, sideways more often than not? Well, most of them were. <laughs> yeah, but look yeah. at that there. I mean, thirty eight. I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell me. I watched the whole game on the weekend, and I I couldn't name you three times that I saw. I went, oh shit, nice kick by Walsh, or oh that's going to do something. I, I um, Blake Acres, cat another one, just has not done enough for me since the mm. get go. Um. 36, but look at the numbers here, as you mentioned. I mean, Chera, 39 disposals, but I just think that these guys are just all number getters. And I've said it once and I'll say it again. Putting Paddy Cripps forward ain't going to do shit. I I don't know why why they persist with him thinking that he's going to, you know, I think he's had one game where I remember he's kicked three. So a bit of a a holdover from the day when Cripper was the saviour and the only good player in the country. Actually, and that's something to add, Cat. Sorry, Doc, just quickly. That's something to add, Cat, to what you've talked about with that blend. 
mm. is that none of these guys can kick goals. Hewitt's not a goal kicker. Walsh is a, uh, not really a goal kicker. Chera kicked one on the weekend, not a goal kicker. Cripps isn't a goal kicker. Yeah, Chera um, kicked one from a, yeah, a kick-out error. Yeah. <laughs> but was, I... But, as, as seagulls' goals come. But I'll just quickly, <laughs> before, you, before you go, Doc, I just want to quickly add to that point, Kat. I, I think Fisher is a great idea. Get him rolling through there. Even Motlop for five, ten minutes. Get him rolling through. And I also don't mind particularly um, when they play the two rucks. If De Koning, the greatest second coming of God Ruckman of all time, apparently, which we'll get to later on in uh, Rapid Round. Um, I think that Mackay is a good option on the ball as a Ruck sort of rover. I think mm. what we've seen with um, Ash Johnson's been a bit of a revelation in, in what the Rucks Jeez. can do. And Bevo was a big advocate at Doc a couple of years ago is that we don't need Ruckman. Um, and now he's got the All-Australian Ruckman in the comp pretty much right now. But yeah. I think, yeah, there's some real warning signs to count and it starts from poorly coached side. And I'll say it more than once and I'll say it again, Voss won't make it uh, this season. Jeez, I wonder how many Carlton fans listen to this podcast. They'll be coming after you with a not, with pitchforks and torches, well. Doc, they're um, on that bandwagon. I listened to SEN the next day. And oh, they, yeah. They want him dead. They don't even want him sacked, <laughs> but they want him dead. Well, they're pretty ravenous to Carlton supporters. They were pretty, they were pretty uh, vile on on three AW just straight after the yeah. game. Mm. I sh- 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 shared with you on 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 the, on the chat. They were, they were pretty much dead set wanting Voss out. You sent um, the you sent the good burner message, uh, Doc from my. <laughs> Uh, I was convinced it was you. I tell you what, I changed my name to Jacob for ten minutes. I was that mad. I would have been the same. I mean, he was not happy that operator for sure. But yeah, just 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 on the game itself, you know, and and you're spot on, boys. Eight, plus eighty six in disposals, but St Kilda had four more inside fifties. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing with that extra eighty six disposals? It, it, it's it, it just does, it doesn't it doesn't add up. And and the, and the thing that annoys me as well is that this this is a good spine. That's being completely wasted away. I I don't know what what Voss what Voss's motives are, what what the plan is, but you've got as you said, two common medalists. You've got a you've got a midfield that is on paper should be one of the best in the comp, mm-hmm. and you've got a and you've got a good and you've got a good defensive setup in there as well. Weedering, whether you like him or not, he's still a solid player. And, Absolutely, and yeah. Lewis Young has his has his has his ups and ups and downs. Mitch McGovern has his ups and downs. And guys like Sam Doherty in there and, and Nick Newman, that's a strong defensive lineup at its peak. Yep. I think, so I think what, you talk about the defensive lineup, Doc. I think they're also missing Saad a bit. He's a guy yeah, that has Saad that was pace big out. But one week, Chad, he's played all year. So I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. One week showed how much they need yeah, him to I play agree. every game. I agree. I, I think, though, I'll ask you both this as a quickie. If you look at this list, is it good enough to play finals? Yes, yes. or no? It should be. Yes. So who who then is accountable if this team doesn't make finals? Well, well oh, obviously the, the buck would stop with Vossi because he's the one who's who's leading them and telling them messages. And if we, we talk about the structural issues we've discussed, that's on Voss. The way they deliver the ball into the forward line, that's something that he's drilling into them all preseason and they're, not getting, they're either not getting it right or the way that he's taught it is poor for AFL level football. And, and the mixtures are wrong, Cat, and that's on Voss as well. Mm. I think, like you've summed up perfectly, I think the blends are far too predictable. Uh, I think, it, and that's the thing as well. This Carlton midfield is so predictable. It's either win at the contest and handball it forward, or that's it. So you just got to combat that, particularly if they if they don't get first use as well. 
You know, look look how much oh. they got saved by their backline in a few of these games across this year against the Tigers. Um, absolutely, the backline saved them on numerous occasions. Same thing against Geelong. Um, they probably would have lost those games to defenders weren't standing as tall as they had been. So, yeah. um, I think there's a lot to work on for Carlton um, across the next interesting, few weeks. Interesting lucky, six weeks. Yeah, they're lucky they got the Eagles this week because <laughs> after that, <laughs> uh, it goes Brisbane Bulldogs, which, geez, tough back to back. Collingwood, Sydney in Sydney, Melbourne, the Bombers, and then they have the Suns before they buy. Well, the way Sydney's going, Cap, they're not going to even field a team either. <laughs> no, they might. there's a few teams racing for the, the crown of running out of players. The Tigers are right up there, so are the Swans. They might get beaten this week, Carl. Jeez, no. Oh, no. 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 Have, you watched, have you watched West Coast play recently, mate? I will say it, and I have said it. They might get beaten this oh, week. Oh, no. All right, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to the tips. Uh, let's move on, gentlemen. One of our favourite news segments on the podcast that Alex Miller has pioneered, and he's back on Rapid Round today. Uh, I know you've got some questions locked and loaded here for me, mate. Uh, I can't, oh, this, cannot wait to hear these because you've been teasing a couple of them. Uh, but go on, hit me up. We'll get the 30-second timer going. Yes, I'm going to get it up, Kat. So, yes, the first question is, while we're on Carlton, because uh, we've just enjoyed talking about them, I've got, the first question I've got for you is, does Tom DeConing demand a million dollars a season? If not, what is his value? Three, two, one, go. Uh, no. The way he's playing at the moment, he is nowhere near demanding a million dollars a season. He's still a young ruck who's showed a lot of promise, but he hasn't delivered on a lot of that promise yet. Uh, what is he probably worth at the moment? I wouldn't be giving him more than four or five hundred k. Enough that you want to keep him around the club and keep developing him, so you can bat away other offers. If other teams are offering more than that, then that's on them. That's their stupidity. But the kid needs a lot of time to develop still and work on his craft before he gets anywhere near close to seven figure salary. Very good, Count. That's, uh, that's a good answer as well. I like that. Yeah, very in-depth. Yeah, very, very good. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I reckon that's pretty on the money too. <laughs> thank yep. you. Thank uh, you. At least it's not. Tom Accounting's money, Doc, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> next one, Kat, we talked briefly just then about the Eagles. Does Adam Simpson go to coach next season? Three, oh. two, one, go. I think yes. I think the Eagles have been pretty clear that they know where they are at the moment and there's no sort of uh, you know illusions as to what they're going to be. They are a rebuilding team. Um, I think... Simo has been able to get the pretty good stuff out of some of these young players. We saw Jai Cully have a ridiculous game on the weekend mm. um, out of nowhere. These kids have got a lot of promise. You know, Jinby's come in this year. We love him. Uh, I'm a big fan of young Noah Long as well. Uh, Bailey Williams, we mentioned before as well, starting to really move on. Yeah, I think yes. The answer is yes. That's a good call. I've got a quickie in between yep. questions, Doc. We'll get your answer first thing, Cats. Does right. Nick Nat Nui play ever again? Oh, uh, I think. Oh. Yes or no? Just a wrap up? Yes. I think yes. One more game. I think one more. You'd have to give him a farewell, surely. (laughs) One more in the wheelchair. (laughs) Um, Have you a final question here for me, Miller? Now, I'll tell you what, Kat. This is the toughest one that I've asked, I think any of us have asked so far. Who is the best player in the league right now? Nick Dacos or Jeremy Cameron? Three. And why? Three, two, one. Uh, well, I just saw Hollywood Dacos absolutely dominate my team today uh, for it, for mm. most of it, and especially in the last quarter, but I still think it's Jezza, um, just because players of his size are not supposed to get around the ground like he does. 
Uh, we saw him multiple times last year be run through the midfielding at 25 plus. He literally could do anything, and I think he could play whatever position he wanted to, and he's a genuine chance to kick 100 goals in a season. So, yes, Jezza is the best player in the comp right now, and Dacos is close, but not that close. Oh, that's a good call. That's a great call. Would you, would you have, if we did top oh. 50 today, would you have Nick Dacos in the top 10? Ooh, yes. Yes. I think yes, I probably I, would. I would. What about Tim English? I reckon it's a fair yes. Oh, absolutely. He's the number one ruck in the competition right now easily. Yeah, I'd, I'd even put him in top three, Tim. Tim. Uh, the big chill. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a beautiful boy. We love the big chill. All Great right, question. Well. Great questions, Miller. <laughs> Thanks, mate. You always uh, challenge us and make us rack our brain here with this uh, this new segment, but I love it. It's uh, gotten great value so far. Um, but we move on, boys. Uh, if we thought the round was no. bad, uh, the only thing worse than some of the results out of this week was Supercoach. Oh, because I tell you what, uh, there's been some bad, bad, bad moments for my team, and I know for some of your teams as well, gentlemen. Uh, first things first, I know a lot of people are going to be freaking out about this. Tuke Miller, boys, going oh. down, has thrown my midfield into disarray. Yep. Uh, mainly because Lockie Neal also had a shithouse game. <laughs> Um, so that was those who barely combined for 100 when I normally be getting two tons from the both of them. Oh, Jeez, it's, it's horrible news for him. Um, meniscus, they still don't have a set time frame for it, but I know a lot of people are going to be thrown with that one for Supercoach. Yeah, look, it's not <laughs> not a good blow. I luckily don't have him. Um, just quickly before we get into the injuries, did who won this week? Did anyone win but me? No, uh, I, I lost. Uh, <laughs> I did. I did. Despite only barely scoring over nineteen hundred, I did somehow win my match in the A three league. Somehow, uh, I, lost, I lost both mine. Um, I where do I start? I'm not talking uh, about my public league. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I lost my first game in the public league as well. But where do I start? I start. I, I, had, I had the vice captain loophole on Tim English on Friday night. He got oh, me a nice two sixty two. But then, but then I thought. I, then I thought it'd be, be greedy and think, oh, you know, Dorso against Hawthorne, he'll get a good. He'll get a good cricket score for me. So, um, put the captaincy on him. Uh, the day, the day that the, the day that they played, and he uh, shafted me royally. So thanks, Dorso. Um, Doc, I can't. I just can't support this decision from you. If you have a one thirty. <laughs> You take that as your captain score every day I must, of the week. I must say I agree. Yeah, nah, oh, nah, that, that one's on me. That'll teach me to uh, get greedy. <laughs> Don't be um, greedy. But, but, but also, the, the, the decision to put uh, Toby McLean in the midfield was uh, pretty shit-ass by me. He only got 37 and subbed out. Uh, Will, Will Phil had, uh, had, had 36 and got subbed out as well for the North, for the North game. Um, I'm sick. I'm sick of uh, the Poe and, and Lockie Cowan, so they're going to be shot this this week. And and, and Luke Davis Uniac, I must say, is the biggest downhill skiing flog I have ever seen in the in the history of Supercoach. You know, cash cow my fucking ass. He, he gets 70, 72. <laughs> 72. Oh, that's generous. Oh, so so he he's he's, he's getting the axe. He's getting the axe before I can get anyone else in uh, oh, this week. No. But I will take some Ws uh, though. I traded out. Um, Finn Callahan for Caleb Sarong, and he got me one thirty, and I got uh, Jack Zebel in that's as nice. well for um, Ruben Jinmi, and he, and he got me a uh, hundred and eleven. So that that that's, that's some nice small wins for me. I'll, and I'll get Will Day, and I'll get Will Day and Green Green back in next week. So I should be in for a very juicy score if 
everything goes my way, but it won't go my way because I suck. <laughs> it never this does, game. does it? Now, for, for those that have took boys, uh, if we all want to chuck a trade suggestion up, oh, I'm looking at Sam Walsh if I've got him. He hasn't gone up in price yet due to only playing two games. 130 this week, um, averaging 117 over his two games. So he's at a sort of steady number if you've got uh, an extra 20K to, to put in. Uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at Libba, boys. Uh, he's yep. been incredibly consistent. Last three weeks, he's been one of the highest scoring midfielders in the comp, uh, and he's still going up in price. So uh, don't, Libba... don't put don't don't put Libba in this week, Cat. He's not playing. Oh shit! Oh shit! That's true. <laughs> well, uh, I might. I'm, I'm, I forgot about that. Uh, Sarong's another one around that price yep. point that I've get, been get the at. bont get the bont in though. Oh, I've I've already got the bont in. Don't you worry. Oh, I've had the bont I in. Since I should have got the bont in. He's a good one. Uh, I'm trying to work out if I can find a way to downgrade and get Clary in because uh, I did not start Clary and obviously it's impossible to try and trade in a bloke that's that highly priced, but this is probably one of the few opportunities I actually could to yep. get him in, premium out for another premium, even though he's still got about 100k over took. Zach Merritt's another one, Kent. Um, yeah, Zach might not be a bad idea. Um, um, and also Rory Laird, if people can... Want to go down a bit? I actually know he's a little bit more expensive city than Took. In terms uh, of uh, rookies as well, boys. Um, just looking in terms of some some cash that I might be able to make for my bench. Xavier Halloran over at GWS. Yes, uh, posted a hundred and three this week. Um, yeah, so he had, he had a nice game. If you've got any rookies to get out, he's two hundred and two. Should make a good amount of cash just from that alone. Um, so he's one to watch if you need to try and get some cash into your bench. I might have to do that, Cat. I think that uh, Oscar Baker's time is uh, time to be I'm dead. Still stuck at, with him at my club. Uh, stuck yeah. with him. I think that LDU Doc, much like yourself, is time to eliminate him. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm. I'm fed up with I'm him. I'm sticking fat with Setterfield, Cat. Even with yeah, me too. I'm with you, mate. Quiet yeah. score. I said, look, I, you will survive the cull for now. Um, Oscar I Baker. <laughs> Oscar Baker, not so lucky. Um, especially with his head, doesn't do him any favors. So, um, yeah, look, I've got some players that I've got, I've got to move and make some shares. I'm looking at um, Jack Steele dropped a fair bit, boys, 48k. So he's mm. definitely worth a look, given his break even uh, and whatnot. So I know he's he's working his way back from injury, but if you're looking to sort of cash in a bit lower and and work your way up, he, he's definitely an option. And also yeah. Dangerfield he's, as well. Yeah, Danger's been on a tear of form recently. Oh, he's been good. Um, yeah. I would definitely be looking to get danger in. Um, oh, Bottom Pelly has a break even of about fifty, so I reckon get him in now. <laughs> yeah, like, if, you can, if you can get him in now, if you get don't him have in him, now. Uh, you're good. Similarly, uh, if you've got guys like Lockie Neal and Errol Goulden in your team, I don't think you panic too much. Uh, Goulden, yeah. I think he he did have a, a rocky week as well outside of his forty-seven this week, but I'm going to hold him for now. Yeah, I think I might hold LDU, Doc. I know you're not going to. You're going to eliminate him. But oh, just... he, he shafted me one too many weeks, Miller. It's time. It's time to go. It's time for you to shaft him as a premium midfielder. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> what is what? What is seventy two doing for me? I tell you what, boys. Tim Tim Kelly's worked his little backside off for me. He's um he's come he's up been a long good, way. Good, your little unique pick for you. Yes, year, look, uh, I'm creative cat. I, I'm not very good at supercoach, <laughs> as you know, but he's gone up 68K in total, another 13,000 this week. I'll have to check his break even. Mm. Um, possibly might keep him for another week or two, but he's delivered the good so far. In terms of my uniques, uh, Josh Dacos has been pulling through for me, boys. Another ton this week. He's averaging 99.7, still oh. under 500K. 
Uh, if you're looking for a guy who's mid-price or starting to get closer to that premium, um, he's been a, he's been very, very reliable for me so far. Now, Kat, unfortunately, I've got some bad words I've got to say about you. I had a couple of mates I, that I passed on some advice from you about Jake Waterman. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, what did he get this week? I put you in the hot water. He got under 70 this week. Uh, <laughs> it's not the worst, not the worst. It's but, not uh, bad. He's still, he's still uh, very low. Uh, it it, it did, cost, did cost your mates a game, I assume. Uh, look, it cost a mate. He lost by two points, so he was... <laughs> Overly pleased. Um, so he oh, might, geez, he might get some angry, angry letters, cat in the mail. Uh, looking for you. No, but I think that Jake, Jake Waterman is not a bad shout. Still Waterman, I think he's averaging uh, good enough to sort of. Take. I think it's only because he got less time in the ruck this week because Williams was going insane. Yes. Yeah. Do you still do, have Ashcroft, cat? I know that Doc has. I, I never, never had Ashcroft. No, I've, I've, I've still got Ashcroft. You still got him. No, uh, so what What I did was I still traded away McKenzie and Jinby for right. Nick Madden, so I got Sav back into the into the forward line. I got – who else did I bring? I got Zeebel in, and then I traded away Finn Callahan to get Sarong in. Mm. So that that was my trades last week. So I saw just, a lot of people, boys, have been doing – Kat was just talking about O'Halloran. They're doing Cowan to O'Halloran, moving some midfield magnets and oh, defender yeah, and forward – Magnets yeah, yeah. Cowan's probably made about as much money as he's going to thirty-five this week. Yes. I think his break-even will be. Um, Seamus Mitchell a chance to keep his spot this week, Cat? Oh, I think so. I think he's been he's been all right for the Hawks. I could I see him John, staying in. Um, uh, my mate as well, the Carlton fella, whatever his name is, Chincotta. 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 He did Kara. right. He did yeah, right. I think he, I think he keeps his spot this week unless uh, Saad comes back in for him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's some. Uh, I'm I'm looking to get Taranto in as well. I think he's got a very low break even and been averaging really good really good numbers. Even though I think he kicks like a schmuck, <laughs> but he he's do, he's doing good he's doing good stuff for the Supercoach, so he's not not too bad. He's All right. Schmuck. Well, I think uh, no. Remembering that Liver's not going to be playing, uh, we're going to be looking at Sarong in. I think, which leaves me with 61k on the bench uh, to possibly upgrade the Po next week for maybe someone a bit higher. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we'll oh, who, who, who do I get rid of this week? Do I get rid of Michael Annie or do I get rid of McKenna in the defensive half? Get I'm Seamus in. Sick of McKenna, but I'm going to see what the break even is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, or Michael Annie has a break even of 69, and and Connor McKenna has a break even of 62. So. Jeez. Oh, um. I'm 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 a bit concerned there. Plenty of so questions I, to ponder. Oh, Sheasel as well, another one that had a down week, but oh, he yeah. will bounce right it's okay, back. People, if anyone he's... is panicking, do not panic. It's okay, he's a rookie. He's allowed to get under sixty once. I think. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, keep, calm, calm down, guys. Keep your top hats on. <laughs> also, uh, should, we, should we move on? Oh, sorry, don't go on. I was, I was going to say. I was going to say. I was thinking. I was thinking about trading off uh, Dunkley or Ro- Rosie, but. They've both come through pretty well for me the last last couple of weeks. Mm, oh, you were, you were pretty sick of Rosie for a while there, Doc. No, nah, but he came through against the uh, the Eagles on the weekend, so I'm pretty mm. happy with him. So he'll stay. One friend's on thin ice for me. Forty five this week. Well, I the same to Doc. Almost made that mistake, Cat. I was going to go Gimby to Horn Francis straight. I said no, no Horn Horn man for me this week. If he gives uh, me below <laughs> sixty this week, uh, he's gone. And also the people that traded in Matt Roberts, um, apart from his injury. <laughs> we got 13. I hope that he recovers well, but sucked in. Uh, <laughs> I'm, pretty, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we said be careful. I'm also yeah. sorry if anyone listened to my advice on Witsy. Um, he came back in and had a brilliant game this week. So. He's okay. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, he's all right. Be, be eyeing him off uh, the next couple of weeks because Brody Grundy got me um, 
I think he got me about eighty-two or something on oh, eighty-one uh, on on Monday night, which oh, wasn't not... bad, but it's not, but it's not great. No. I, just, I, 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 just... I need. I... I need my Ruckman getting 100, cat. I just want to aim fire at uh, Alex Miller here for a second because oh, oh you no. whinged and moaned when we said we were bringing Sanson Ryan in and he's just oh. pulled out an 82 yeah. on the bench oh, this I, week. I don't care. It's <laughs> for the principal. I'm sorry, cat. I, I don't care for him. All right. All it's, right. It's, sorry, It's Sanson. the principle of it, cat. Uh, let's get to the tips, gentlemen, before we can sit here all bloody day talking about Supercoach teams. Uh, how do we do this week? I got a six, which means I know I'm well and truly on the bottom of our tipping contest at the moment. Uh, I got yeah, the same uh, as you, Doc, this week. Yeah, yeah. Miller and I got eight this week, so it was. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm continuing my very good form. You know, yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah. if the doggies are going to shaft me from getting a perfect week, then I'm actually happy with it because, because I'm getting everything else right. Well, yes, I got well, a six I... to sit bottom with 27 overall. Are you bottom? Oh. I'm definitely yeah. bottom. 27. Uh, I've, uh, I've risen up the ladder and I'm leading still by a point over you, Miller. What, what, are, you on, what are you on now, Doc? I'm on 32 and Miller's on 31. 32, 31 and 27. I'm falling behind the pack. I'm scurrying for you, Doc. I will get you. Yeah, you, you <laughs> called yourself the cockroach off air. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, it's not a nickname I'm proud of, but yes. <laughs> yeah, um, no, no, look, it, it'll take some doing to get... To, to get um, to get some leg room on you, Miller, but it, I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming the challenge. It's going to be good. Yes, um, it should be I'll good. Pop, I'll probably lose, but it's okay. <laughs> we love it. Oh, it's, okay. it's okay. Well, we'll uh, take a look at this week's tips, boys, because there's yes. some big games. We obviously have just finished this round, but by the time this episode goes up, it's only going to be two days until the next round starts. Yeah, we're on, we're on a short turnaround here, Cat. Oh, bloody hell. The, the league doesn't make it easy for us after Anzac Day, but... Friday night, I'm that keen for this game, gentlemen. So yeah, I never thought I'd say it. Port Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, when, you, when you saw the fixture, you know, in October, when you, when you see this game, it's like, what What the hell are they thinking? <laughs> but now you look at it, it's like, oh, geez, this will be interesting to watch. This might be a cracker. Uh, aside from the fact that Port Adelaide do not have a forward line, uh, which might be a little <laughs> bit of an issue for them. Well, well, no, no doubt, Cuddly Ross and, and the troops will uh, feast on that. <laughs> Cal uh, Wilkie might take about 50 intercept marks in this game. Oh, <laughs> Todd Marshall, what happened to him? Did he get concussed? He concussed himself on a on West Coast yeah, okay, okay, so and and Charlie Dixon is still doubtful, and Mitch Georgiadis has been just done his been, ACL. The poor kid. Yeah, I'm I'm convinced that was a hit by Kenneth. He hates him at the moment. <laughs> he took out his knee. <laughs> he took, took out his knee. I'm, I'm convinced that was that's what happened. Oh dear. Well, anyway, uh, uh, Friday night game, boys, should be a good one. Uh, I'm going the Saints here by forty-two. Oh, 42. I think uh, this is going to be an absolute domination by the Saints. Port running out of troops in the forward line. They're not going to be able to kick. Uh, go Saints. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go the Saints too by, by five goals, Miller. Uh, I think they're... Um... They're they're in right they're in right form and Cudley Ross has got them has clicking along on all cylinders and just they're getting the troops back in. Memory was okay. I mean, yeah. it'll it, it, be better for the long run. Jack Steele is Jack Steele, um, the working man's man. Um, just uh, everything's going everything's going right for Ross Lyon. And I tell you what, I'll, I'll share it with you. Dan's impression of Ross just absolutely me. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was it, something good. I'll put it up on the socials, but by God, it was it was it's just look. It probably it shows how shit my comedy is, but fucking, it is good stuff. <laughs> it was good stuff for sure. Look, I'm going St Kilda, um, even though they shafted me because you know what's going to happen. I haven't. They'll, they'll them, lose. Yeah, I haven't tipped them much this year, and they'll get they'll get 
um, El Portico pumped. Uh, <laughs> is what I think. So, <laughs> with no confidence, I'm going to secure the 22 points is my margin. Cat. Jeez, all right, not bad. So all going at St. Kilda for Friday night. Uh, Saturday, yeah. Arvo kicks off with... Oh, yeah, Brisbane. Brisbane and Freo, yeah, Brisbane. Yeah. Freo was $7 to win this cat. Jeez, that's generous. I can't remember the last time Freo were that that high price to win a bloody game. Um, yeah. It's, uh, but it, would have to, it would have to be before before Ross was sacked, surely. You would think. Uh, yeah, um, Lions are going to walk all over them here. Li- Lions. Walk away with them, bag them. He's saying Kat, um, in the funeral, baby. Speaking of speaking of lions, cat, uh, you brought Lucky Neal in your super coach team uh, this week, didn't you? I brought him in last week, and uh, yes, and he and he and he got you some something really seventy six. Lucky, uh, we won't talk about it. We'll move on. Um, <laughs> really miserable, except for the fact that he was my vice captain option, and then I put Dorso as my captain, and we know what happened there. So anyway, we're not talking about super coach anymore. Uh, yep. you, you're going the lions as well, Neil. Uh, if you think I'm going Freo, Cat, you really are losing the tipping competition. <laughs> All right. The other Saturday Arvo game, the Swans oh, and the Sydney Giants. And the, this uh, is a this is a this will be a good game here. Uh, I think that, I think the the Giants are very very primed at the moment. I I want to see who comes in first for Sydney. But <laughs> yes, if they, they get they, their backline back, <sighs> they should get Rampy and, and and at least Tom McCartan back in. I'm not sure where Paddy still is still situated, but. I don't if think they get Paddy's their, if they get this week, if 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 they get well, if they get most of the defensive boys back, the Sydney will probably uh, do it quite comfortably. Mm. When's Buddy? When's the Budwar coming back? Good question. Great question. Um, I don't know. That is a good question. He won't need to come back this week. Oh, some big injury news. Cap was Sam Taylor's hamstring. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Sydney then. Very oh, high grade, then. ten weeks, which is a shame for him personally. Um, he's he's been rip, ripping Nick, ripping Nick this year. Yep, absolutely. Also, yes. also Adam Kennedy gone for the year as well with the ACL. Yes, which, that's you know not 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 as important as Sam Taylor, but he's still not good a, a serviceable club, serviceable club man at the at the Orange team. So it'll be a big loss. <laughs> yes, luckily the uh, I'm tipping Sydney. Sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna go, Sydney. <laughs> but just be careful about this game. This will be. Uh, Giants usually get up for these sort of games. Um, and they do, um, actually, I must say. Jeez. So just be careful with this tip. All right. Uh, the Sunday, sorry, Saturday uh, evening game, the Dogs and the Hawks. Surely you got to beat the, the Hawks here, Doc. We're going the Bulldogs. If I go this, if I go my team, Cat, they'll lose. That's that, <laughs> oh, that's my stop. that's my process of thinking. Do right not, oh, do not do even this. think about it, Doc. No, no, Cat. No, they, they, they were good on Friday night. The Dogs. I thought their pressure was outstanding. Good to see uh, the team of Cody Waitman and Arthur Jones uh, just pestering opposition as they please, and good to see Rory Lobb give give, give a couple up to the uh, to the Frio fans. They they didn't exactly want a bar of him and some of them even turned their backs on him when they were kicking for goal. Yeah, jeez, that was uh, interesting. Um, yeah, that, that was interesting, but, you know, who cares about that? That's happened now. Um, yeah, dogs will win. They yeah. should win, but uh, I, I don't know about the Hawks. They were, they, were, they were very good. They were very good against Crows. Yeah. And, I, and I said to you last week, just be careful. The Hawthorne not to play Tassie really, really well. But they do. Well, under the roof. Um, and I don't know how they'll do that. So, boggers. Go yeah. boggers. Yeah, Go boggers. I think boggers. Uh, it's not Tasmania, so Hawthorne, no chance. <laughs> Saturday night at the MCG, they might have about 15,000 people at this game. Uh, Melbourne and North <laughs> Melbourne. Uh, oh. uh, where'd you get the extra zeros from, Cat? for that? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, 15. 15. My bad. Uh, be generous. Uh, yeah, go Dees. There's no way. Um, uh, North were very, very flat on the weekend, boys. I think yeah. there's, there's a team that's 
you know, going to be in the bottom four. And then there's the team that's just playing like mm. that. Um, I think I the was... Clarko effect's starting to wear off a little bit, Cat. Yeah, I was going to say that magic's starting to rub off pretty quickly. I was uh, not impressed. By yeah, um, I think Van Ruin's going to just completely penetrate Ben Mackay for six. Yeah. <laughs> we love Ubi. His last quarter, gentlemen. Uh, that was spectacular. That yeah, was, it was I, very I, good. I, I tell you, we're probably one of the first ones that were on the uh, the Van Royen bandwagon here, and <laughs> I'm the one who's I'm the one who's conducting the damn thing. <laughs> um, I love the kid. Probably about 20 seconds from being subbed off, cat to kicking three goals. Yeah. I mean, it's quite yeah, a remarkable but... turnaround. Young had his good number all game, and then he said, "I don't even know who you are, Young," and made him a little bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I reckon, I reckon. I think that once once Bolter was moved into the ruck, Miller, that was it. Oh, uh, I thought, Van Root. He was good, Bolter. Bolter but don't get, he was elite, but he can't be everywhere, Dima. You can't yeah, claim him. It's not yeah, possible. I, I think once Ben Miller was subbed off, that was. Uh, oh, what are we doing? Like- Dimmer's delusional Super Tuesday special, <laughs> Doc. <laughs> clueless. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. uh, Melbourne by 100 points, by the way. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair call. There it is. All right. Uh, the other Saturday night game, West Coast and Carlton. Eagles. No, oh, no, stop. Ooh, You're no. not. I'm not stopping. I'm You're not. West Coast. Uh, look, I, I get where he's coming from. But this, oh, is the, these are the, this is the game that Carlton needs to respond. If if they are any chance, and I mean no. any minute it's not chance. the coach's fault. It's players. The shit. The shit. <laughs> the shit. If if they if they are if they're still serious about finals, even for one minute little ounce you percentage, boys, uh, this no, I'm, stop. I'm going. I'm going the Blues because they need this. Cat's calling the intervention. He said this. This <laughs> needs to stop. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. This time out. <laughs> no, this needs to stop. Oh um, yes, I'm going Carlton. If oh, they yeah. lose this, uh, yeah, sack like a loss. Yeah, th- th- this is it. This is the this is the litmus test here. If they can't beat the Eagles, that's it. Should be the illiterate test because they're not going to win. <laughs> um, All right, let's move on. Sunday, we're going to beat this game. Yes, together, we will. Uh, oh, yes. My Don's taking on the Cats at the MCG. Uh, I was confident about this game a couple of weeks ago, and then the Cats <laughs> went absolutely went on a tear uh, against the Swans on the weekend. Oh, what was left of the Swans? What was anyway? left of the Swans? It's going to be a good game, though, Cat. I'm excited to be here with. With yourself, and it will Dutch. be a good game if we play like we did in the third quarter. Uh, for most of the game, I think we're in with a chance, but I think Jez is going to kick eight on us at this rate. Um, mm. So I'm tipping Geelong. Who gets the job on Jez a cat? Well, Flaverde's out. It's going to have to be BZT probably. A bit of Zerk. BLT. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, not 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 BT. Uh, not more, BT. More, inv- more invested about talking about the uh, the SEN box uh, during last night's call. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm interested to see who you boys are tipping though for this one. Look, this this is an arm wrestle though. I, I've been really impressed with Essendon this year, Cat. Um, I think Merritt coming back in is huge. Mm. Um, I just think if they have a bit more confidence with what they're going with going forward, then they'll be a threat. Ben Hobbs give them a full game. I'm going to go Geelong though. I just think that they've played their way back into some form. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go the cats as well. I mean, their last three games, you know, it was eighty was it seventy odd on yeah. eighty two against Hawthorne, forty seven against West Coast, and now ninety three against yeah, they're well and truly against, back against, against a depleted Swans outfit. So I think they're back. Um and I'm gonna go the Cats. Um right. Jezza will kick eight. 
Yeah, sorry, sorry, cat. That's just the truth, mate. What can we do about that? Uh, Richmond and Gold Coast. This is an nice. interesting game. Um, nice. Neither of these teams like playing at Marvel. It does. Dimmer hates it. Dimmer absolutely hates it. it. Um, I, I, I like the, the Suns sun. as well here, boys. I just don't know where the Tigers are at. I, I thought I actually thought their game last night was was good. You know? I, I want to see how the midfield responds without Took for My, the Suns. Much, much better effort than the last few weeks, I thought, in particular. You know, you tidy up your goal kicking in that last quarter, it it, it still becomes a one-kick game for mine. Mm. Um, so I, I think you shouldn't have anything to sort of worry about. or I shouldn't say that, but no, no, nothing nothing to put your head down about. I thought the Tigers gave it a real crack uh, last night. Even though you're tipping the subs. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look. At Marvel, when was the last time Richmond was bloody good at Marvel? Um, I honestly reckon the last time we won at Marvel was twenty twenty one when we. Oh no! What year did we beat the Giants here? Some bullshit. I think it was twenty twenty one. You beat the Maybe. Giants here. Yeah? I was shit watching that game half pissed, and I was happy I was. <laughs> um, look, <laughs> any team that has the same potatoes that are still running around, like Pickett and Mansell and. Oh, I just um, I've got no confidence. I've got to tip my team because I, I didn't tip them last week and I felt bad. Um, so I'm going Richmond. But <gasps> Chelsea revenge game. Cat is kicking four. Oh, and then, and then flipping off Dimmer in the box as he walks past. <laughs> I would love he, to see it. He'd be lucky we got four disposals at this point, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, Sunday Arvo finishing the round off at Adelaide Oval. I'm massively keen for this game. The why is this? Yeah, why is this game on at four forty, Miller? Tell, tell me, this is absolutely dog shit time. I mean, this, I, I mean, e- even for all all that St Kilda of Port have done this year, no, I'd this much, is, I would prefer them to have this time slot. Than no, this have is Adelaide this is shit, Doc. No, this I'm calling this out. This is not good enough from the AFL. <laughs> yeah. Have it on a Saturday night. You know who, who's going to watch Melbourne and North Melbourne? <laughs> who the fuck's going to watch West Coast and Carlton? <laughs> Carlton, Carlton supporters looking for Bossy's head, probably yeah, looking for West Coast victory so they can ring up. Um, <laughs> this is an interesting. This is a massive game, Cat. I think the Crows would be disappointed with how they played uh, on the weekend, but they're an outfit that's they're four on the trot now, I believe. Maybe even five on the trot. Yeah, uh, definitely four on the trot. So four, four on the trot, the Crows. Yeah, so look, they're, they're a team with a lot of momentum. And Billy Frampton revenge game, this is going to be a great matchup, I think. Um, I'm going to go oh, with geez. the Pies. I just Their football is so exciting to watch. Um, and the Crows are very much the same, so it should be a really great contest on the weekend. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I'm, my, my head says Collingwood at the moment because Nick Dacos, who's stopping him? Ben Keyes better do a job on him, I reckon. This is the type of matchup we saw what he's done to Saad in the past. I'd like to see Ben this Keys. Is the, this is the top, this is the type of game that Ben Keys is tailor made for. Absolutely, yeah. pretty boy v pretty boy, Doc. Yeah, well, <laughs> one, 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 one was one was picked up on the scrap heap, and the other one was served on uh, the 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 silver plate of the uh, the, the Macedonian Rangers. <laughs> yeah, and I tell you what, both of them are, are as good looking as uh, prime studs in a, in a horse. Judging what? beauty contests, whatever they're called, uh, they're both gorgeous men, absolutely gorgeous. Melbourne Cup. Or... Don't know if you boys saw the video on the from social of Benny Keys doing his hair uh, in an interview. The interview only went for thirty seconds, and uh, fifteen of the seconds was Ben Keys pre 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 recording doing his hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame. He's a lovely man, but I, I'm That's going close. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think him and Bailey Fritch have been getting uh, hair advice. Uh, just how just that, that just stays perfect every every bloody game. <laughs> they're running they're running about eleven or twelve kilometers every <laughs> game, and they just hasn't it does not go out of place. I'll <laughs> let all right, well, that's, that's our tips for the next weekend, boys. Who's your tip catch? You go Pies? Uh, yeah, go on Pies as well. I yeah. I think it'll be a cracking game. I think the Crows will push them all the way. Uh, but, yeah, look, the Pies, they look bloody good at the moment. They were. Crom looked pretty flat against the Hawks. So uh, I'd like to see them bounce back, and I think they will at home. But, geez, it should be a good game. Cannot wait for that one. All right, well, that is going to do us for this week's episode of the A3 Footy Podcast. Thank you so much for giving us another listen Again, this week, the numbers have been fantastic. We've got to say a big thank you to everyone that's mm-hmm. been listening. Uh, we are cracking quite literally all-time numbers here uh, at this podcast, and we could not do that without everybody that listens week to week. We so love the thank love. thank you very much. And we love, we love the love, even if we hang shit on your team. We still love the love. <laughs> it comes from a good place. From what I've seen from the stats as well, uh, most of the people that listen, listen all the way through. So we appreciate you putting up with us for an hour every single week. Uh, very, very grateful. <laughs> Yes, um, and if you want your content involved, um, definitely get let us know. Let us yes, know what you absolutely. want us to talk about. The email, we're always listening to anything on there, a3footy at gmail.com. And, of course, across all our socials, you can message us as well, a3footy podcast on Facebook and Instagram and a, at a3footy on Twitter as well. Let us know where you're listening from as well. I mean, there's a lot of lot of, lot of of folks from all all corners of the world yes you know? very true very true us uk the european countries the uh the, the asian countries mars? Just... Mars. um no the interstellar mars. football fans uh yes absolutely <laughs> let us know we'd love to know um, i'll tell you what if we if we get if we get something if we get someone from mars ringing in <laughs> uh, god help god um, help with this podcast is going could be alien versus predator a3 cup uh, edition could be, could be... <laughs> oh my goodness with all that said i've been alex catalano I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Doherty. Until next week, stick around with us here on A3. Plenty more footy to come. And hopefully a bloody win next week. (laughs) Go, Vossie. See you, Vossie. Go, Martians.